Warning! This episode contains foul language, discussions of suicide, and graphic descriptions of murder and dental procedures. podcast for all things strange and unusual, the creaks and moans of your floorboards when you're home alone, and the mind-bending physics of the space-time continuum. This week, we can't help but prove that dentists really are evil, as we're going to be sharing some listener stories sent in about their dental woes, and we're going to be hearing a story about a literal killer dentist. Move over, little shop of horrors, there's a new evil DDS in town. So, stock up on floss and cut out the sweets. My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hi, weirdos. Welcome to hell. (laughs) Welcome to hell. I love that last week's theme was kind of like, dentists aren't that bad. Give your dentist a high five. And this week, we're like, dentists are terrible. Light them on fire. Are the worst. Yeah, we're talking about the ugly this week. I literally apologized to my dentist. I was a little high. I was on nitrous, but I was like, I feel bad for you guys. Like, no one likes you. And they're like, I know. (laughs) And I was like, is that why you guys kill yourselves? I don't know if that's a true statistic. Oh, my gosh. Is that real? I think that's a true statistic. Let me see. Like, dentist. Oh, that's so sad. I feel like I heard that once. It could be like, male dentists hold the highest suicide rate at 8.3%. Oh two percent and female oh dentists hold the fourth highest suicide rate at five point two eight percent. Dang. And I do mean, you do you think, think it's because people walk in and are like, I hate you and I, I know you're everything. gonna ruin my life? <laughs> I don't know. We should read about this. It says, possible stressors caused by dental clinical activity, their consequences, and their treatment. Um, It says, in the literature, we find systematically a suicide rate among dentists higher than those of other occupations. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Previous profession, the opportunity factor, the stressors not related to work. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So it does seem like it's a thing. I just... We don't exactly know why. Don't know why. It makes me wonder. It's either because, as we were saying, so many people are angry at their dentist and dread going to see the dentist, or what if it's because we are all so disgusting they just kill themselves (laughs) because they hate looking in our dumb mouths day after day. I don't know. Oh, well, this also says, you know, confinement in a small, often windowless room, things like that, isolation, because a lot of times dentists practice solo. Sure. Um, I guess that's true. And like a dentist day is not, you know, uh, it's not really like there's no downtime. Every dentist I've ever had, well, except for that first dentist I had when I was a kid, Dr. Lindenberg, who took like eight smoke breaks um, every fucking visit. 
So it says, of course, one of the many reasons they are blamed for suicide is the dentist personality type leading to unrealistic expectations of him or herself and extreme conscientiousness. Oh, wow. I wouldn't even think of that. Hmm. That's wow. very sad. I wish I want sad. dentists to be happy. And now again, I feel bad that we shame them so much. I know. But also let's talk about how horrible they are. I actually, <laughs> one quick thing before you get into your thing. I saw a girl on TikTok the other day who was like, who am I? How do I have any friends? Because I guess she was talking to a friend of hers about getting her teeth cleaned. And she mentioned that her teeth were filthy and gross because she was getting her teeth cleaned the next day. And her friend was like, why are your teeth so gross? And she was like, I don't brush them because the dentist is going to clean them and it gives them something to scrape off. Oh, no. And her friend was like, no. No, that's not how it works, honey. No. <laughs> Wait, she was like providing extra work for the dentist. My teeth are literally <laughs> never cleaner than they are the day I'm about to go get a cleaning. I was about to say, I know this is gross and I'm going to get judgment, but I'm not a flosser. I just like, I only do it in the two weeks leading up to a <laughs> dentist appointment because I'm like, you can't just do it in the days before because then your gums get swollen and are bleeding and they call you out immediately and are like, you just started flossing two days ago. So I give myself two weeks. I let my gums get used to it. So I look nice and pretty. I brush them like crazy. I use whitening toothpaste. I'm using mouthwash. I'm like, give me an A plus. God damn it. So I, I can't believe that girl was going in so disgusting. I know. I, I feel like it's the same reason like I don't have a cleaning service clean my house because I would clean so much before they got here. I know. That so they didn't think I was useless. disgusting that I, know. I wouldn't need them anymore. We all are just scared of being judged. That's what it comes down to. We're not looking for that judgment from other human but beings. But some people aren't, apparently. Some people are just like, chill. Like, I get, I kind of get the the um, logic behind what she was saying. I totally get it, too. And honestly, I kind of want her vibe, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Where but you're I would just be like, mortified. Here you go. I would be more worried about my breath. Not even the teeth, necessarily. But if you True. don't brush it like for a full day before a dentist appointment i would be afraid i'd open my mouth and like knock out the dental assistant that was helping me so oh man but i know I, that's why i don't like dentist appointments that are in the afternoon i like them like today mine was at 9 a.m because i don't want to eat beforehand right you kind of fast i won't like drink coffee either because that's just like <laughs> cruel even though i'm going to floss brush and use mouthwash before i go in there it's like i want right. this to be a clean slate i hear you i'm so the same way that is so funny i again respect to the tiktok girl though i kind of like where she's headed <laughs> oh my goodness but also i do have to make a comment when you were reading about dentists who commit suicide and saying like that they're in windowless offices so often mm -hmm. i that makes me want to shout out once again as i did last week to santa monica dentist they have big old windows and you get to watch the city go by as you get your teeth cleaned so oh, that's kind of nice try to find offices with windows i guess i mean that would be nice for everybody burbank family dental my dentist is below a crossfit gym so you're in a basement? No, I'm not in a basement. It's like a um so if you're in the valley, it, every dentist office in the valley is in a shopping mall basically. It's in like I guess a, that's true. It's a plaza. Yeah, it's in like a plaza. So it's like there's a subway next door 
And, you know, there's a UPS store, but above on the second floor, right above the dentist is a fucking CrossFit gym. So every once in a while you hear these dopes throwing their weights down as hard as they can. (laughs) And it's just like, boom. And every day I'm like, what if I die this way? Like, what if I die? Because one of these meatheads throws their weights on the ground and it goes through the ceiling and lands on me in this dentist chair lands on your head and kills you instantly i would be on like every list of craziest deaths but it's which like might be it's cool. not out of the realm <laughs> i mean yeah that's a good way to go you'll be remembered and it's not out of the realm of possibility no I but mean, i, I think also it is, love but... that there are second floors that exist in buildings and i just assumed you were in a basement <laughs> that you, you were in the basement <laughs> but also you know how your California friends tell you <laughs> Your friends tell you stories and you set up your own imagery in your head. Like we all do it. For some reason, because of how horrible your stories have been, I've imagined you in a basement. So I actually was about to be like, I was right when you said it. Because all of your stories have been so sad. You just imagined me in the room that Saw takes place in. Basically, because the lighting was exactly the same. I'm so happy that Flickered. you brought up Saw because I could not descri- I couldn't describe myself how I was imagining the room. But it was like it's almost that greenish lighting. Oh yeah, they put it's a like, nice filter on it. Yes, that is how I've been imagining you. So I'm happy to hear you were above ground and that you probably <laughs> had some natural light pouring in. It's like in Parks and Rec where they go to the what what floor is it? That's like where divorce oh, yeah. court is and shit. Yes. <laughs> and like for and whatever there's reason. There's like a guy doing drugs. And <laughs> That's like everything. the scariest floor. <laughs> yes. Oh. I, that is exactly how I imagined your dentist visit. Oh, anyway, folks. Anyway, tell us about a real nice guy. <clears throat> Ooh. Sorry for any of my coughing or raspiness. I realized I didn't say this in part one, but I have a little bit of a cold. So I. Tiny bit of a cold. I'm a little extra manly, but here we are. Okay, so last week I talked about a creepy dude who collected teeth. Mm -hmm. This week I'm talking about a dentist, our favorite friends, who kills. His name, I mean, there's more than one, which is terrifying, but I picked this guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did you spit out your drink? I spit water all down the front of my mouth. Oh, it's all in my hair. My hair's soaking wet. I'm so sorry I came at you with that out of nowhere. (laughs) Yes, this guy sucks. Okay. His name is Glennon Engelman. He was a dentist who set up a practice in a low-income neighborhood in St. Louis in the 1950s. St. Louis. St. Louis. That was part of the reason I picked him because I was like, so close to home. Go Cardinals. (laughs) Go Cards. Go cards. Yaddy. We don't want to attach. Yes, Yadi. Um, we don't want to attach ourselves to this guy, though. But oh. I thought, yay, St. Louis. So he set up his practice in St. Louis in a low-income neighborhood in the 1950s, and he seemed super normal, you guys. A normal, successful dentist, and he actually treated a lot of patients for free if they weren't able to pay. Again, because you oh. know a lot of people in the neighborhood were struggling. He was helping them get by. He really wanted to serve the community. Very successful, good guy, right? That's what we all think. So his first marriage was to a woman named Ruth Ball. It lasted three years. 
But after the divorce, they strangely continued to stay very close. Everyone around them, as normal as they thought they were, thought it was so bizarre how close their relationship was. He continued to give her money, and they still met up to have sex from time to time. What? And she also continued to see him for dental care, which I totally get that. If yeah, I was married well, to a dentist, I'd be like, <laughs> maybe you're cleaning my why. teeth forever. She's like, yeah. listen, I can't be married to you. I actually don't really like you that much. The sex is pretty good. And also, I don't want to lose my dental care. So <laughs> <laughs> so can we work something out? Can we here? work something out? <laughs> Yes, I would demand that dental care for sure. Ruth had the right idea. Ruth's next husband, James Bullock, um, was a clerk who was studying to be an accountant and was also one of Dr. Engelman's patients. Not long after their wedding, Bullock was shot dead on December 17th, 1958. And police suspected that the doctor, Dr. Engelman, had some part in it, especially when his ex, Ruth, collected $64,000 on an insurance policy. Mm. But <laughs> Engelman had an alibi, so they d couldn't pursue him anymore. They kind of just had to leave it where it was. After Bullock's murder, investigators discovered that Ruth had quite the wild side. She was seen at any one of the local bars in St. Louis almost every night of the week. She had taken quite a few lovers. And the circuit attorney on the case had questioned her quite hard. He came down quite hard on her about her party habits and tried to connect it to the case. But he backed off when he was heavily criticized in the press for his harsh treatment of a grieving widow. So he had to lay off her. They had to lay off Dr. Engelman. And no one was ever charged with Bullock's killing. They just dropped it. Five years later, our dentist friend Engelman was now remarried to a young librarian. And he came up with his next get-rich scheme, a drag racing strip. Who knows why? Oh, sure. Of course. That's the next <laughs> natural thing to do in your life when you're a dentist looking for a side hustle. A drag racing strip. Eric Frey <clears throat> was a young man who had recently married one of Engelman's former girlfriends. He decided to become a partner in the business. On September 26, 1963, Eric Frey was helping Engelman with construction at the site and somehow Frey and a large amount of dynamite ended up at the bottom of a well that was blown up completely. What? Excuse me? What? Yep, that really happened. The death was ruled accidental. Frey's widow sunk $16,000 of the $25,000 insurance settlement into Dr. Engelman's drag racing strip, not fishy at all, which was bankrupt by 1964. A full decade would pass before Engelman had another murder for cash idea. He somehow used his charm on one of his dental assistants named Carmen Miranda, age 24. You're, you're pretty easy to persuade at that age, I would say. Yeah. I, was, I was a dummy at 24. Um, he persuaded her to marry a man that she did not even like at all, named Peter Holm. The poor son of a bee ended up with a bullet in his head shortly after their marriage, and Miranda paid around $10,000 of the $75,000 insurance to her boss, Dr. Engelman. A few years later, there was a mysterious shooting death of Arthur and Vernita Guswell in 1977, and then also their son Ronald two years later in 1979. Ronald's share of the Guswell estate was about a quarter of a million dollars, and it all went to his new wife, barely been married, which seems to be the theme, Barbara, who also collected on a $190,000 life insurance policy. This bitch got rich. Then it's found out that before she hooked up with Ronald Gaswell, Barbara had a hot and heavy affair with 
Shout it out, listeners. Dr. Engelman. Dr. Engelbert Humperdinck. (laughs) Our good old dentist friend. The next victim, Sophie Marie Barrera, had done some work for Dr. Engelman in her dental lab and was threatening to take him to court over $14,500 that he had owed her. Funny enough, a car bomb went off in her car and shut her right up in January of 1980. Just like, no one is safe. A car bomb? We're getting crazy here. I think it is also nuts that this man has now, at this point, been getting away with these crimes for 20 years. No kidding. Because he's being so smart with who he's using and trying to make it look like it's not him. When really, like, I think so many signs point to this guy, but I think... There just was not enough to connect him. And so police had been connecting the dots, of course. You know, they weren't being complete idiots. They they saw that all these people had a connection to him one way or another. And they were tracking the money and seeing that he was somehow getting payouts through all of this. That didn't make sense to them. So as sure as they were that Engelman was behind these killings, they just needed that right piece of evidence to seal the deal. So... They turned to someone who you would think would have the dentist back and not tattle on him. Engelman's third wife, also named Ruth, who he was with in the 80s. But she told on him, everybody. Thank goodness she did. He had made the mistake of talking on and on about his murders to her in bed after sex, which she found incredibly disturbing. (laughs) That they would finish making love and he would brag about murdering people for money. And apparently this dude also started making threats and offhanded comments about getting rid of her anytime she acted up or tried to, you know, talk back to him and say, maybe don't do this. Like, who are you, a monster? So she was scared for her life and she decided to go to police. She told them these graphic descriptions of the murders and even agreed to wear a wire so they could capture his confessions on tape. So a month later... After he bragged once again in bed while she was wearing a wire, which also, if they were having sex, I don't know how she got away with wearing a wire, but props to Ruth for keeping her top on or hiding it. Sometimes there's no need for the top to come off. It's very true. Like, we just need the downstairs. Let's get to business. get, Get it over with. Sure. And I'm sure this was one of those events. She knew what she was doing. She had to keep her blouse on. She kept it a secret and well done because she got the confession. And a month later, Dr. Engelman, um, Miranda, that dental assistant, and two male accomplices, Miranda's brother, Nick, and a man named Robert Handy, were officially under arrest. Miranda testified against Glenn and Engelman in his trial for Peter Holmes' murder, which resulted in a guilty verdict and a 50-year sentence. Then later, his trial for Sophie Barrera and the car bombing death got him life imprisonment, which is what we were looking for, which was wonderful. And then, in an attempt to lessen the punishment, accomplice Robert Handy, who was also involved, offered police details about the Guswell murders, telling them that Engelman and Barbara Boyle, the divorcee, had been lovers long before she even met Guswell. Engelman pleaded guilty to the three murders of that family and got three more life sentences. So, bye. Convicted of her husband slaying Barbara Boyle, got 50 years but served less than half that time for good behavior. Then, Engelman, who had developed diabetes before his trials, he was very unhealthy and also, I found out, was not even a good-looking guy. So, it's crazy that he was 
like overpowering all these women. Um, the complications due to his diabetes eventually killed him in prison in 1999. So he did not fully live out his sentences. He was given the sweet release of death. But what a piece of poop. That's so interesting. I mean, as soon as you started saying it, I was like, oh, this guy's like not necessarily like serial killer, but like kill for money, basically. Like get rich quick murder schemes. Yeah. That was his jam. I mean, you know, he had a he did like you said, he did this for like over 20 years. Like he had a pretty um, good thing going, I guess. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. It worked. Especially like getting other people to do this. But I don't understand how, like, he got other people to murder people and then pay him money. That's what I don't get. Apparently, because, again, like the like one of the biggest, <laughs> I guess, I, I feel, yeah, maybe because it was his idea, he's like, you have to give me this money, but you'll get the majority of it. Because, like, all of these women collected most of the money, but it was like, I that's such a big thing to agree to that I can't believe all these women did. And especially reading the points of people saying, this guy really wasn't even that handsome. He was kind of overweight and live a healthy lifestyle. But apparently he was just one of those men that could charm you. Like, you don't always have to be the most handsome six-pack ab model type guy. Sometimes you just have charisma and you have something about you. And he... He had that, whatever that X factor was. It, it might not even be charisma. Some people, especially sociopaths, just know how to manipulate. So they go totally. after women who have a weakness for yeah. men. Maybe they were like abused in the past, so he can, you know, use the fact that he's strong to manipulate them right. or, you know, whatever. He knew the vulnerable people, the vulnerable people to go after for this, and he he knew the right things to say. Exactly, he was a sociopath, and he he was so good at making himself look like the hero and the dentist that was in this low income neighborhood and there to, you know, help people and be the superhero that swept in. And he still made a lot of money and just was he was success in every way, shape, and form. And I just I think it was so easy for him to play this part and get women to believe in him, but. Man, he he really knew what he was doing. He got these people. He tricked them all. I wonder if the fact that he, you know, was his dentist and like gave people free dental work because, you know, he knew they were struggling, blah, 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 blah. I wonder if that was a part of the cover up, like to be like, look, like I'm a stand up guy or if he genuinely like did it to help people. I think it could be both. You know what I mean? There is a, a, sure. a way to care about some things and then like literally convince yourself that other things are okay like especially like we don't know much about like the people that got murdered he could have hooked these women up to men who he knew were like abusive right you know in the past or something and it's not that big of a loss because they made him feel justified in it yeah, and I think also because he was using other people and hitmen mm-hmm. to carry out the crimes, he was telling himself that it he wasn't doing wrong. Yeah, he wasn't doing, doing anything it. bad. Right. So, I think he was he definitely could have cared about these people in the community and genuinely was trying to help out and then had this other side that was like, "Ooh, I also want to make a shit ton of money and I'm just going to let these criminals do all of the dirty work for me and sit here and count my money." Like that 
that absolutely could exist together. So we don't know exactly the personality this guy had. And he died like way too early in life for us to learn too much more about him. But I think there's a few Lifetime movies based on him, of course, with a dramatic story like this. And I guess while he was in prison, he was excited to learn that movies were being made on him, which is just like sociopath and narcissist right there. I'd be mortified if someone wanted to make a story about my life. Agreed. I would hate that. I'd be like, ugh, like, I haven't done anything. Please don't make a movie about me. I'm super boring. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do this. But it just shows he, I mean, he knew he was living an extravagant life and he thought, like, something he was doing was cool or great. I don't know. Yeah. Worthy of being known. Like, he wanted his name to be remembered in some way. So, I don't know. This guy sucks. And I I feel really bad for the people that were roped into this. And mostly, again, I don't know a lot about the guys who were killed. Maybe they were horrific, abusive men. But I feel so bad for the girl in the dental lab who was yeah. just trying to collect the money she was due and got a car bomb. It makes me so sad. Now, did she die in the car bomb or it was just a scare she tactic? Did. Oh. No, she died. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was, was murdered. And that's. Tactic. Yeah, which honestly, it they would be so horrible if she didn't die as well because A, you'd still be very badly hurt and then be like so terrified of this guy. But yeah, to actually lose your life in a car bombing because you were asking for money that you were due. You weren't even doing anything fishy. And that's what just. Makes me sad. And super side note, that has nothing to do with dentists, but speaking of car bombings, little plug for Murder Among the Mormons on Netflix involves a lot of car bombs, and it's a really good documentary. Check it out. Um, Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I think I'm going to, though. I've heard a lot about it. I liked it. It's. I feel like everyone was saying it in our Facebook group already. Slow start, but once it really gets going, I think it's so fascinating. Cool. So, anyway. Do you like stories so scary that you can't sleep for three days? Do you like exploring the supernatural? Do you like spooky bitches? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we've got the podcast for you. Haunt her? I barely know her. Hosted by me, Zoe Knowlton. And me, Katie Groves. Together we take turns trying to scare the bejesus out of each other. But it's probably just going to be me that gets scared, to be honest. Eh. Check us out at our website for more information at www.hauntherIBarelyKnowHer.com. Stay spooky, my friends. Well, I found out something that I just hate. Oh, no. So if you go to like paranormal subreddits or something and search teeth, you'll find a ton of people with stories about living in old haunted homes and finding teeth everywhere in their bed on the dressers on the floor on the countertops mm-hmm. which is the worst thing you could ever tell me yeah we've even had a story before a listener ghost story sent in about a person who was finding teeth in their home yes i'll never forget it but i found out from a lot of people who live on farms actually that it's probably a sign of pack rats no. 
pack rats are also known as trade rats and that's because like they'll be carrying something and when they find something else they want to build their nests or eat or whatever they'll leave behind whatever they were carrying and they kind of pick up everything they can carry so if you notice so they're bringing teeth in yeah so if you notice like shiny objects going missing and teeth showing up you might have rats living in your walls i hate it so much I wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> yeah, because they like see the teeth and they're like, cool, I'll take this. And then they travel and then they're like, I can't do shit with this. What am I going to do with this tooth? And they leave it. So yeah. Which makes like sense. But Reading oh. this paranormal story or this story that was like, it's finding teeth around your home, a Panera, a Panera, a Panera thing. A Panera thing, bread. Um, a paranormal <laughs> thing. And a bunch of like farmers were basically like, yeah, you probably have uh, rats in your house. It's like, what? Oh, no. Luckily, I have not found teeth anywhere around my apartment. So I don't know. I know it's not an immediate worry, but I think I'm going to think about it a lot. I don't like it. So I actually have some listener stories. I'm so excited for this because I saw we had some emails and DMs, but I didn't read them. I just saw people saying like, teeth. And I've been so pumped waiting for this. I actually just got one sent to me by Allison. Um, I haven't even read this yet. You're hearing me read this live for the first time. Live reading, everybody. <laughs> live reading. My weird dental story, Allison, is that apparently the root of my tooth was higher on one side, but the dentist didn't know. So when he did a filling, it got infected. And no one believed the excruciating pain I was in for weeks until finally he did like an electric current test and was like, oh, your tooth is dead. And I was Oof. like, mm, yeah. <laughs> and uh -huh. the next day my jaw started swelling. But thank goodness he sent me out for a root canal. Like they tried to convince me I was grinding my teeth or something. And I was like, look, I'm contemplating ripping it out myself. This is so painful. Oh, gosh. That's so frustrating when you're like, someone believe me that this is a 10 out of 10 on the pain scale, but that's why won't. I they refuse to have male doctors because right? I have just had so many experiences where it's like, hey, something's wrong. And they're just like, mm, you're just, you're a lady. And it's like, you're on no, your period, I think, probably. <laughs> no, but like, really, something's wrong. Um, and like, yeah. women are like, okay, let's figure it out. And men are yes. like, well, you're hysterical. You. I know so many, so many people are so scared to fight for themselves because a doctor will talk down to them. And most often, unfortunately, it's males trying to mansplain and then you don't get anything fixed. So, so glad, listener, that you got it figured out. There is a really good tactic to use, especially for women and people of color, because it is also, this is insane to say, but it's true that even today, there are beliefs among medical professionals that black men and women don't feel pain the same way that we do, that white men and women do. Whoa, really? Yeah. I mean, not I like not any of them with any fucking brains, but sure. yes. And I've seen a lot of, especially black women saying that they just don't get treated. Like they go in with a problem and they're like, I know something's wrong and it just doesn't get, you know, because a lot of insurances 
you have to get a referral from a physician. You can't just like make right. an appointment to get an MRI or make an appointment exactly. to get a sonogram. You yeah. have to see your general uh, practitioner and then they right. will Our refer insurance you. won't cover a damn thing. Yeah. So the tactic is, and this is for anything, for dentists, for doctors, for whatever, whatever, you ask them for a referral or for whatever you want for a treatment of some kind. And if they tell you no, well, one, ask them to do it again. If they if they refuse, right. you say, I would like it put on my permanent record that I requested this and it was refused. Mm. Because if you okay, do that okay. and they put that on your permanent record that they requested this treatment or this whatever procedure and you refuse to do it. And then sometime in the future, it turns out that they, you know, if, if they're complaining of abdominal pain and they ask for a sonogram and they like refuse to do it. And it turns out later that you end up with cervical cancer. You could sue the shit out of them. I mean, 100 percent. Yeah. So okay, that is so good to know. I started and doing that. This is so good to know. Yes. Especially last year when I was having horrible abdominal pain, I kept going in and they were like, um, keep a food journal. Right. I was like, okay. Oh my gosh, that's what my doctors have always told and me. And I go it's back like, in. There is something else. And I'm like, something is wrong. And they're like, it's probably like, have you tried cutting out tomatoes? Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Um, Absurd. Sure, I'll try that. So eventually I was like, I would like you to put it on my permanent record that I asked to see a gastro doctor. And you yep. basically told me to buy Metamucil. Yeah. And you wouldn't let it happen. <laughs> and you wouldn't let me investigate this. So when I further. have like fucking stomach cancer or something, I can point to my chart and be like, I knew about this. They didn't give a shit. It's the fault of this person. It was probably a man. Sorry about it. I know we have very sweet men who listen to this show, but it probably was. Oh, that is so, so good to know. I hope everyone is taking note because I'm absolutely going to use that tactic and I do think I've gotten so much better, especially after having Wilder and having some complications in that way and some pain that I couldn't explain and sort of didn't have people believe in me for a while. Like, you have to be your best advocate. I feel like people let doctors and dentists and, you know, everybody in the medical field talk down to them and they just sort of believe what they're saying and, you know, go back home with all of the pain. Like, you have to fight for yourself. Stand up for yourself and say, no, 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 this hurts and you have to do something about it. Like, don't be afraid to get a little aggressive. This next story. That's my TED talk. <laughs> that's my TED talk. Oh, my God. Okay, so a drip of water just ran down my bottle that I'm drinking from and I thought it was a spider and I almost shit my pants. Dear Lord, you scared me the way you launched into that because I also thought you were going to say a drop of water just ran down my head and I looked up and there was a pack rat <laughs> dripping drool down my face. <laughs> one of the uh, roof raccoons has dug a hole into my bedroom no he's in the apartment okay this uh next story is actually a dentist story that i found fascinating this uh is from dr glassman okay <laughs> uh okay at the beginning of a root canal treatment i started to clean out the root Amongst the plaque and tartar, I found some sort of seed lodged in the gums, and there looked to be a tiny plant growing out of it. After asking mm. the patient a few questions, I realized it was a tomato seed sprouting a plant. No. Yeah. 
Whoa. In the yeah. mouth? In the mouth. <gasps> I didn't know that could happen. Uh, me neither. And now I guess I am cutting out tomatoes because Wait. I can't have this happen. So, like, what? Was there any follow up? Like, did he take it out? Yeah. Or she? Yeah, he took it okay. out. It was just sort of one of those things where it was like something was lodged up under her gum, which happens. You know, that's why you floss, Lauren. I know. Listen, I know. And it was a, a tomato seed, but it happened to like literally be sprouting. Oh, my God. I'm sorry that I'm giggling inside because I'm sure this is awful for that patient. But I'm just imagining like it going untreated and a little tomato growing <laughs> out of their tooth. They're like, what's this little red ball in my mouth? I can't. I went too far with that. That is wild. That would be hilarious if an actual tomato started growing in her mouth. <laughs> would you I guys would... like some fresh farm to table <laughs> tomatoes? Let me just grab this out of my gum. Love tomatoes so much that I'd be like, how can we make this happen on the reg? I know. I'm kind of thinking I need to jam a tomato seed up in my gum and make this happen. So this next story comes in from Scott, who you've heard on our show before. He was in our Dolls episode. He's been in Urban Legends episode. He is the host of Movies That Made Us Gay. We've been on his show. He's the best. We love Scott. Scott says, when my wisdom teeth were taken out, they had to section some out. Remember earlier I told you like they had to crack teeth in half? They have to break them in half yes. to pull them out? Yeah, yes, sorry. I hate it. He said, uh, literally like cracking my teeth. And I remember how much it smelled when a tooth Ooh. would crack in half. Ugh. It was so disgusting. And he said, no. and one of the teeth they didn't section out came out black, like a weird Ooh. witch black tooth. And all the dental hygienists had no idea what to make of it, had never seen anything like it. They said that sometimes children on antibiotics can get black teeth, but usually not adults in their 20s. They said it didn't look like a dead tooth. It wasn't like a rotten tooth. It was just a black tooth. Oh, no. And nobody had an explanation for it? No. So there was just a horrible odor and a black tooth, and they were like, bye. Well, the horrible or odor is just in general. Like, yeah, I guess that's teeth, true, when you have teeth pulled out. Yeah, well, especially if you crack them open, like the inside of teeth is horrendous. They smell yeah, I mean, so bad. That's not a surprise. Like, there's so much bacteria in a human mouth that that makes a lot of sense. But, oh my gosh, just have a black tooth and be sent on your way. <laughs> Why? Why? I asked um <laughs> I asked Scott, I was like, hey, I don't know if we're gonna tell people's two stories or not, but if we do, would you like to be anonymous or credited? And he goes, You can credit me, I ain't ashamed of my witch tooth. <laughs> That's why we love him. Never be ashamed of your witch teeth. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of my wolf my wolf tooth that got pulled. Oh my out gosh, you showed that thing proudly. And yeah. I mean I would have too, but it, it did scare me at first glance, and then once I got used to it, I thought it was pretty cool. But yes, <laughs> take pride in your weird teeth, everybody. It's just like me in college. Everyone was, uh, no one really liked me by the looks of me because I had like a mohawk and I was a little bit of a punk. And then they talked to me and they were like, she's such a sweet little angel, baby. Aww. And she's not a punk at all. So my Nobody teeth are- Nobody knows how wonderful you are. My teeth are just like me in college. 
<laughs> Scary at the first. The black witch tooth represents you. That's but good. very sweet when you get to know me. Um, but yeah, he said definitely emphasize how broken teeth smell like it's the grossest thing ever. Blech. Next one. This was sent in by uh, Instagram user at sintas.v. Sintas.v. I'm sure you've seen her name pop up a lot. Mm-hmm. She said, one time I was at the dentist getting my teeth pulled to make room for my braces to align my teeth correctly. That's why my teeth were pulled before my braces, too. Um, And after the dentist pulled out two, he started counting and recounting and recounting, only to realize he pulled the wrong tooth. No. (gasps) What do you do after that? Right? I said, no, just like you did. (laughs) And I said, did it turn out okay? And she said, it did. She said, I just had to have extra wiring in my mouth for four years. Yikes, bikes. That is rough. And then she said, and I didn't have the dentist after that, so maybe it didn't turn out okay for him. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't work out too well. No. Oh, my. Yeah, that is is really bad. Demi wrote in. Demi wrote and said when she was 10 or so, her dentist decided she needed two teeth pulled because my adult teeth were growing in and would push them up. The two teeth next to the two front ones. I don't know what those are. Those aren't canine. No, but it's like the in-between canine yeah. and two front teeth, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I should know what the names of those are, but I do not. Yeah, me neither. She said, it was terrifying. They didn't have me numbed all the way when they started oh. the procedure. Nightmare. <sighs> that is literally my nightmare. And I just True remember <laughs> this man with his big hands yanking my teeth out with all of his force, gushing blood and in so much pain. And the best part of it was my adult teeth didn't grow in those spots for like a year and a half. Oh, my gosh. No, they were just missing. Oh, I can't. That is truly one of my biggest fears, though. Like every time uh, it's never happened to me and I've obviously had a lot of dental work. We know this about me. But every single time they like numb me up and then they're like, all right. And they like immediately put the drill in there. And I'm like, can we poke? Can you poke around and please prove to me that I'm actually numb? Oh, man, I'm with you. That is a big nightmare for me for any surgery, teeth especially because you're awake for it all. But like any surgery where like. You're not fully put under, not fully numb, and you, oh, you just feel everything that's happening to you. I can't. That is actually a reason, everyone listening, that if you do recreational drugs or any drugs at all, you need to tell the person who is administering drugs, like anesthesia or even anesthetic, that you do those drugs because you might need more than the average person. Like if you smoke right. weed, you ha- the, the doctor's not asking you if you smoke weed so he can call the cops on you. He's asking yeah. you because you're going to need more anesthetic. Yep. And you and might wake up. there's going to be chemical reactions in your body. Halfway through the procedure. But I guess it's the same for numbing your mouth at the dentist that some drugs that you use can lessen effect. the effect of the shots. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is the worst. Okay, I have uh, a couple more. Marissa B. wrote in. Marissa said, (laughs) I love this story. (laughs) I love children's brains. Okay, when I was (laughs) super young, my mother got into a pretty bad car accident to the point where they had to reconstruct parts of her face. Thankfully, the doctors did an amazing job and she looks almost the same as she did before. 
but she did have to get five teeth replaced, the front top five. So like her entire smile. Oh, wow. Again, the teeth themselves look totally realistic, but because she had so many other things going on while healing, the bridge that attached all the teeth together wasn't permanently screwed into the roof of her mouth for a long time. Also, ooh, gross. I can't believe yep. that's a sentence. <laughs> Don't like it. Uh, anyway. Oh. While her bridge was still temporary, she used to play all kinds of teeth-related pranks on people. <laughs> Once, when we were at a forgotten table at a restaurant, she took out her bridge and balanced it on the ice in her water glass and then called over the waiter to finally refill the water, pouring Love water that. over her teeth. <laughs> and when he <laughs> took their order, she gave the waiter a nice big empty smile. Oh my gosh. I love that. Freaking people out is the best thing you can do when you have something weird going on with your teeth. Another time she was scolding her class. She was a special education teacher for kids with behavioral issues. And mid-lecture, her teeth flew out of her mouth and landed between the desks. There was a moment of silence and then everyone cracked up. And after that, she would occasionally pop her teeth in and out the way some people click pens or twirl their hair. Oh my God. <laughs> she said, and this is my favorite, it was very unsettling, but also I never knew her to be different. So in my weird child brain, I thought everyone's mom could do this. Shut up. <laughs> That is so sweet and innocent to think. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, I really like that. Like just all moms <laughs> popped out their teeth on yeah. the reg. That's just a it thing moms can trick. do. I can't wait to get older and be a mom and pop out my teeth. My like teeth thinking out. that way. That is so <sighs> cute and amazing. And then she finishes, her fake teeth are permanent now, but we still joke about that era of our lives, except for when I have those dreams about my teeth dissolving in my mouth or falling out. Maybe there's a connection yep. here. I know this is a common nightmare, though. Who knows? Who knows? The teeth falling out in dreams is so bizarre. Really freaks me out. Yeah, we'll talk about that in our dream episode, because there's actually a lot yes. of interesting things connected to that particular stress dream. So many things attached to that. And it, yeah. We have so much to cover in our sleep episode when it finally It's going to be happens. an eight-part series. Seriously. On sleep and dreams. I remember going to a wedding a couple of years ago, just a quick tangent while we're talking about people popping their teeth out. And I, the guy I had to walk down the aisle with, because we were both in the wedding party, was a hockey player and was missing his two oh, front boy. teeth, as most hockey players are. Mm -hmm. And he had fake ones in attached to a little retainer. And right before we walk down the aisle, he just turns to me and pops him out and is like, let's do this. And like the <sighs> lisp without his teeth. And I like didn't make a sound luckily because it was like completely quiet in the church and we're about to walk down. But I definitely like jumped back because I don't care that he's missing his teeth. There's no judgment there. It was just so Give out me of minute. nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere, unexpected, you spoke with a lisp. I thought maybe your teeth had just fallen out on accident. My brain did not have time to catch up that it was in a retainer and I lost my shit. But it's just always a memory that makes me chuckle now, but scared the pants off me at the time. I used to have a really, really irrational fear of Billy Bob teeth. Yes. The like 
ones that you pop in your mouth and you have like really yep. gross teeth. Yeah, I didn't like know. hanging over your bottom lip. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I had this fear until one day I was so we before I could drive, you know, your parents would drop you off at school. Um, for those of us who lived a thousand miles away from their actual school and couldn't yep. ride a bus or walk. And uh, my mom would like if we got there a little bit early, we would just like park and like talk or whatever until it was time to go in, especially if it was cold outside. And uh, one day I was sitting there. I was just sitting there with my mom. We were chatting and my friend John Snyder. What up, John? He <laughs> came to the window and had these Billy Bob teeth in. It was like, bah! And I shrieked. I screamed so <laughs> loud. And I was like, it, it was one of those things where like I couldn't look at him. And I was like, take him out, take him out, take him out, take him out, take him out. I didn't know that I had oh, this no. fear. I had never. And maybe it's not like with everyone who wears them. Maybe it's just like right. his face in particular. It literally like I couldn't look at him. And it was sort of a joke. And he pulled them out randomly for like the next year. And it just like sent me. I I would like collapse in fear. Dang, from these Billy it Bob did teeth. something to you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's that's an interesting fear, but I mean, it's valid. Those teeth are creepy and they're gross and you don't want to see them. So maybe it just gave you this like unsettling picture of your friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't ever look at you the same. I don't know. Yeah, man, it bothered oh. the shit out of me. All right, that's interesting. So this next story is from Anonymous, um, and Anonymous says, I would like to stay anonymous just in case people involved uh, know of this case. I'm a dental hygienist, and I had a murderer as a patient. Oh, fun. (laughs) They said, one day I have this patient come in, and he mentions he just got released from prison, and I'm low-key freaking out on the inside because I didn't know what he did to get locked up. Maybe it was something minor. Who knows? But later, come to find out, it was due to drug charges. Months pass, and one of my coworkers finds me and asks if I remember this patient, and I tell her, yeah, you know, why? And she goes on to tell me that he killed her friend. (gasps) He decapitated and dismembered her body and put her in several suitcases in the trunk of his car. Oh. My. Golly gosh. He was later no. found trying to take his life but failed. He's locked up again, pled guilty to several charges, and has 65 to life sentence. Um, to think I had my hands in a murderer's mouth creeps me out. Holy buckets. Of course it freaks you out. I cannot imagine. Ooh, I would like, I would have to take a couple days off work after hearing that. Like, I, I need to sit with this news. That would be. So hard to hear that you, yeah, you were cleaning a killer's mouth. I would really struggle with that, I think. So more power to you, listener. I hope you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're anonymous. Totally respect that after hearing the story, of course. But I hope you're doing okay. That is wild. Yeah. And then finally, Natalie Higgerson, my best friend from grade school and high school. Former guest on the show from our food episode. Um, We love you. We love you so much, sort of, because she wrote and said that she has good teeth and that teeth cleanings relax her and ended our relationship. So, um, furious. Oh, furious. I uh, okay. I'm furious. 
I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you are no longer allowed on the Keep It Weird <laughs> podcast ever again. And I think you need to not speak to Ashley or I for a month or so. Furious. And then we'll revisit and see if we can talk to you again. But <laughs> she... that is horrible. Horrible. She wrote in, she was like, teeth cleanings actually relax me. And I was like, yeah, do you have good teeth? Are you one of those fucking people with like just like good teeth? And she was like, mm, yes. It was like, okay. Yeah, those Get out people of my life. who have perfect teeth no matter what they do. But it's like – it was like you were saying, Ashley, maybe it was in last week's episode. I'm not sure when. But like you take such good care of your teeth, yet you faced all these issues. And I feel like Alex and I are in that same boat, except I'm not a flosser. So like of course I have issues. We can't compare. But Alex takes such good care of his teeth, is an adamant flosser, toothbrusher, mouth washer, does all the things, and he's had a shit ton of dental issues too. So yeah, he it's genetic. absolutely hates the, yeah. And he absolutely hates the dentist as well, even though we both go to the lovely Santa Monica dentist where we're treated like royalty, I'm still gonna have a full panic attack in the chair. And I'm never gonna enjoy it. And Natalie, you have upset me more than you will ever know. <laughs> that Natalie, that was more upsetting than the story of the killer dentist. Than the story yes. of a murderer that we heard earlier. Glennon Engelman seems like a nice man after what you've just Compared said. Compared to you, Natalie. <laughs> oh, my. And anyways, that's all our listener stories that um, everyone sent in. Thank you, guys. Yeah, seriously, thank you. And also, I hate you because some of those were special. But <laughs> I love you all, really. Um, this one wasn't written in, but I was actually just talking to my friend Alana today and saying that we were doing an episode on teeth. And she was like, oh, you could share my experience. It's super short. But she, when she got her wisdom teeth out, was so deathly afraid of being put under. She decided to just have them numb her and give her laughing gas, and which is totally legal and fine if you, like, sign off on it. So she decided to do it that way and <laughs> said... That, like, she didn't feel any pain, like, the numbing worked, but that one of her teeth was so hard to get out that the dentist had to, like, put his foot on her chair, like, a higher <laughs> head, as leverage to yank this tooth out, because it was so deeply in there. But she's so drugged up and out of it that she's, like, laughing. <laughs> she remembers the moment. She didn't black out or anything. She's like, I just remember looking up at this man whose foot is basically about to step on my ear. As he's getting this tooth out of my head. And I'm just laughing and blood is pouring uh, down my chin. I was like, hello. So she just was sharing that story because she's like, it was the most absurd thing ever. And it, she said, if I can be an example to anyone, get put under. Don't be scared of it. Because the other option is worse. And I was like, yep, that was a good advertisement for it. Like, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, Joey, apparently, I, I thought that when you got your wisdom teeth taken out, you had to be put under. You don't. You do not. Especially, I think I think you do in cases where, like like me, my wisdom teeth hadn't come in yet. Yeah. So if they, have to, if they have to surgically mm -hmm. get into your gums. Yeah. Then, yeah. then you have to be put under. Well, Joe, Joe's got, Joe has a big mouth. Everyone knows. <laughs> Joe has a big mouth and all of his wisdom teeth came in and the doctors were just like, we'll just leave them because you have room for them. Yeah. So he, when he got all three, he had one removed back when he lived in New York because he had like an abscess tooth. But when he just this past week or so got all three of his wisdom teeth taken out, one, he was totally awake. He just got numbed. But also 
He went in there, met with a dentist, checked it out, got x-rays, got three wisdom teeth pulled, and I picked him up. He wasn't there a full hour. He got all of that done. In all less of that than done. Hour. I my tooth extraction and bridge prep was a five hour procedure. One oh, tooth. Man. And that Joe was so just rough. like, Yeah, he had him out in like ten minutes. I was like, I'll in and out. Are you kidding? Oh my god. <sighs> Anyways, it's just wild. Did you have some tooth facts? Some crazy tooth facts? I did. They're super random, but I thought it would be a nice way to close these episodes of these daggone teeth. Daggone. This one I wanted to share, it's gross, but I wanted to share it because Scott shared his smelly tooth story, and I feel like this explains why. Oh. Tooth plaque contains 300 plus species of bacteria. Just in your plaque. On those fuzzy slippers on your teeth. So I'm like, our teeth are nasty because even if you're a good brusher you're still not going to be able to get all of that bacteria so it's like 300 plus species of bacteria the human mouth it is no secret is like one of the most disgusting (laughs) things on the planet um but ways you can help your mouth staying hydrated lets your body make saliva to protect your teeth and it also helps you sustain good breath People who suffer from halitosis are usually really dehydrated and just don't produce enough saliva in their mouth to protect. So that's good. To drink know. your water, folks. That's just another reason to drink your water. So many four ounces a day, baby. Yes, I got one of those obnoxious bottles that you see on social media because I was like, I need to be kept accountable. <laughs> like I have to have a bottle that yells at me and says, "Drink now." See, I just got a sixty-four ounce bottle it's enormous and it's one of the ones that it's metal it's one of the ones that will keep your water cold you could leave water in there for like a week and it's going to be cold because that's my thing is that i i want cold water and i just drink from that all day and it's like you have to finish this today at some point but the thing is is the damn thing is so heavy and, and there's it makes no a lot handle. of noise. <laughs> they clank around. So I'm carrying yeah. this like half gallon of fucking water around with me. I was like, I'm also going to get biceps. Anyways, go on. <clears throat> yes, it'll make you strong. I got one of those bottles that yells at you and says like, keep drinking, 9 a.m., keep going, 11 a.m. When you I, say yells at just... you, do you mean like it has little marks it's on it? It's written, yes. <laughs> when I say that a bottle yells at me, there is no audio. There is no speaker. Because I guarantee it that exists. I'm sure that there's it a water mine just that, like, has, has an it. alarm on it. Yes. Mine is like every three hours. Right. There's a timeline that has like a, a motivational quote, but it feels like it's yelling at me. So anyway, anyway drink your water. Drink water. Um, people will spend 39 days out of their life brushing their teeth when it all gets added up together, which actually is like a very long amount of time considering it's like a quick little thing that you do in the morning and night. But 39 days out of your life spent solely brushing your teeth over your sink ladies and gents and this one's disgusting but interesting your body will make enough saliva to fill two swimming pools during your lifetime wow can you imagine swimming in a pool of spit saliva so slimy so slimy but saliva as we just heard with the water is so so good for your teeth and your breath and then i wanted to leave you all with my favorite fact because you all know how I feel about cheese. I feel like I talk about cheese a lot on this podcast. Ashley and I have connected over cheese. It's cheese a great thing best. in our lives. Cheese can actually protect your teeth. 
This food creates a layer over the top of your teeth that protects it from being damaged by plaque or acid. The high levels of calcium and phosphate aid in strengthening your teeth from the inside as well. And on top of all that, cheese also balances the pH level in your mouth, meaning that your saliva is less acidic and it can help you to form fewer cavities. So if you feel like your teeth are weak or you're just trying to buff them up a little bit, strengthen your mouth, add more cheese to your diet. It can be a great help. See, what have we always told you about cheese? (laughs) Always trust cheese. Unless you're severely lactose intolerant, then we get it. Don't do it. But otherwise, cheese up your diet. Help those teeth. I will say if anyone has trouble brushing, because you're supposed to brush your teeth for two full minutes every time you brush your teeth. And Mm. it's longer than you think it is, but it's also like not that long. Right. I highly recommend these days, if you buy an electric toothbrush, they are timed. So oh yes, it'll Me be and Alex like have them. yeah, it's the <laughs> it best. It buzzes. So like you turn it on, and every thirty seconds it will go zzz, zzz, and you know. So you yep. could do like quadrants of your mouth. So it'd yep. be like for thirty seconds, I'm doing lower right, you know, et cetera. You know math. It saved me. I realized I was brushing my teeth for maybe a minute before yeah. I got this one. It was like, oh, it is longer than I thought. But also, two minutes out of your morning is not going to make or break anything. Mm-hmm. So it's doable. And then some nights, it hasn't buzzed yet. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have the energy. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm not finishing this job. I've had a really bad day. <laughs> I still have to take my makeup off. Oh, and gosh, take my yes. birth control pill. Skincare routine was long enough. I don't have time for don't, my No, I can't handle this right now. Uh, <laughs> that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us as per usual. Not positive what our next episode is going to be, but I believe what I would like, I believe we're going to be talking about coincidences and whether or not Ooh, crazy coincidences so. exist or is there some design? Is there meaning to all this madness? I already have so many things I want to talk about, so I'm I'm pretty pumped. Let's I hope it. it's our next episode. Let's do it, man. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast on all platforms to support our show and also stay up to date. Rate our show five stars on iTunes if you like us. Head over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast if you love us. Um, you can donate $5 or $10 to our show once or monthly, and it will get you access to a ton of bonus episodes, two new ones a month, and a newsletter that is just filled to the brim with weird stuff. And if you want a t-shirt, tank top, hoodie, sweatpants, or even a blankie, head over to our Etsy page at www.etsy.com slash shop slash keep it weird podcast. Uh, sign off today is... If you like going to the dentist, keep it to yourself. (laughs) We're talking to you, Natalie. Talking to you, Natalie. (laughs) And keep keep it weird. weird. (laughs) Brush them, brush them, brush them. Brush them, brush them, brush them. Okay. Ooh, beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. This week, we can't help but prove that dentists really are evil, as we're going to be sharing some listener stories sent in about their dental woes, discuss the scariest tooth fairy in history. No, we did that last week. 
Oh man, son of a! You were doing bitch. so well. <laughs> this week we can't help but prove. Okay.